Welcome to the Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson podcast, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host, international spirit medium, Michelle Carpenter. Michelle has a gift of seeing into a person's body, mind, and spirit. She can sense when a person's heart contracts, when it feels sadness or pain, and expands when their vibration shifts in the moment of grieving or allowing vulnerability. She is shown where feelings are held within the body and mind, working on a deeper level of the subconscious programming. She works with past lives, intergenerational trauma, and ancestral trauma, and connects with the spirit of loved ones who are passed over. She also channels angelic beings of light called Council of Eight. And now, your host, Daniel Jackson, with part one of Love is Why We Are Here. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me, your host, Daniel Jackson. And today we have Michelle Carpenter on the, on the show. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm really, really great. Thank you for having me on your show. That's uh, okay. Hey, I don't mind sitting across from a, a beautiful woman and sitting there talking to her for a while, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you. So uh, describe to my audience what it is that you do. So I have a few, uh, I work very multidimensionally and I have a few bil- abilities or gifts. And um, the one is when I'm with a client or a person sitting opposite me, whether it be on Zoom or in person, have the ability to feel when their heart contracts into what I would say sadness. So let's say a client is talking about a story and I would be able to feel the resonance of the heart. And when they um, when it expands, is when the vibration of them and themselves start to feel more into a blissful, joyful state. Um, I'm able to tune into the body and I'm able to um, energy um, or unconscious energy or feelings or emotions that the body's holding on to atoms. I'm also shown if it's intergenerational trauma or a trauma. Um, also shown whether there's a past life that like, let's say a client says to me, Michelle, I'm feeling so trapped. That's where I'll be able to see a timeline of when they have been trapped, which we may call t- uh, past lives. But for right. me, it's just a timeline. Sure. Um, and um, able to see often spirit will show me a blueprint of the person as well. And that's where, uh, again, would be a timeline that we would that we'd work on. So that's where I work with a lot of grief and trauma that would show up in a person's um, body or their story of what they're holding on to. I use a lot of breath work and uh, sessions and I use oh, my Because it, 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 it is based with uh, along with the soul is, which is sound, the vibrational thing. Correct, correct. And I, I have um, elementals that are part of um, uh, abilities and I whistle and I chant uh, with the elemental energy. So let's say uh, I had a client just before you and I connected and I said to her, I'm picking up something in your fallopian tubes. And she's like, oh, Michelle, I don't have fallopian tubes because I had a hysterectomy. I said, well, the energy, there's still the energy, the resonance of what is being shown. So when we went into the right side, picking up on certain emotions and feelings, and I just whistle to help the energy release. In, and I also channel. I work with the Council of Eight in the 15th dimension. And uh, I normally close my eyes when I channel. And they come through in a, what I would say, a different vibration. It's it's very, it's a little bit different. You still hear Michelle coming through, but I like to close my eyes. I can keep my eyes open, but I like to close my eyes because I'm not 
connecting with um, my visual with the client, you know, right. and watching their body language, and I just become very clear. And uh, they just pick up and they share information in a really beautiful way. And uh, and they're angelic beings of light. And so those are the different ways that I work. And then I connect with people who have passed, or sorry, not people, but spirit that have passed over. When into... you are channeling the message, do you feel as though you are right there with those who are actually speaking, coming through with the message? Or do you sometimes yeah. feel as though... They are like putting you off into a separate place, but you're watching the whole thing happen. It's such a strong connection that I feel like they they're they're right here right now, you right. know. And um, so I would see in my third eye, I'd see white light as as such, and it's such a strong. It's like oh, here they are. When I'm connecting to loved ones that are passed over, they come to my right hand side. Okay, yeah, and that's how they speak. That's how I know the difference. Um, between the between, let's say the two, if I had to, you know, compare. Um, but yeah, they're around continuously. The the council of eight. So you learned how to uh, differentiate the between the differences of of what's going on at the time when it's happening. Yes, yes. You, very you much learned so. how to work this ability. How it was going to work for you. Yes, I've asked. I've realized that um, as you know, before you and I um, got onto your show, we were obviously having our chats and, and the different abilities and gifts that we have, which is amazing. Oh <laughs> um, but over time, uh, I've I've learned to ask spirit because, as an example, I I knew a friend of mine's ex husband was passing over, and I actually said to his soul and his spirit, like, "Come to me." when you're when you you know let your soul come to me when you've left your your, your physical body and he woke me up at like 4 30 in the morning now being ex-south african living in new zealand like my i'm still working through my own ptsd so i realized that that wasn't a good thing then i said right. to spirit okay dude sure. i need to sleep you know <laughs> well they don't care when they're going to wake you up and I was like, okay, alrighty, I need to rethink this, you know, like, okay, so that this this can be done. And so the um, next time yeah. you won't tell them, hey, just come and get me. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> right. nope. so, so I've kind of learned that over a period of time to sort of say, hang on, what is it, what it is I want? And um yeah. and 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 the the way that I've um because also I was in Sydney the once, sorry, I'm just going off the, the the radar right now, but I was in Sydney the once and I was on a train having a holiday and this this lady came through, her husband was sitting in front of me. And again, I just said, listen, thank you very much for choosing me as the medium. But right now I'm on holiday. And also yes. my fear is like just tapping this old man on the shoulder and saying, by the way, dude, you know, you have your wife that's here with me right now. Um, so, so are you able to like, in that in that sense, turn it on and turn it off when you want to or when you need to. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Again, it's been a learning. Um. I do sometimes realize that when I'm when I'm sort of going shopping, as an example, I've had to teach myself that because my daughter, with she's she's my sort of conduit, where she say, "Mom, wait, what's going on?" Because I'm sort of off the charts. I'm I'm grabbing this and I'm grabbing that, and and then I say, "Okay, just bring yourself back." Alrighty. Michelle, hold the trolley, ground yourself, because I can just pick up, you know, as things. And I've yeah, seen, well, with know, all that energy coming in, of course, it's going to make you go, ooh, 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 what's and just start very doing scattered, things. Yeah. Very, yeah. very scattered at times. So I've had to learn how to ground myself. I've had to learn to find a way of bringing myself into my own little sphere and my own little bubble. Yeah. Um, 
excuse me, and uh, it's been a learning. It's been a, you know, it's been a learning of like what works for Michelle. Um, sure. Does it make yep. sense? Yeah, absolutely. I do the same thing. I had to figure out what works for me and and mm-hmm. how it's going to work for me. And uh, so I so I don't get that feeling of I'm being I'm going all all too many different directions in one time. Yes, because sometimes I don't know if you find this, Daniel, but sometimes I I can talk very scatteredly, like and and then I think. And then I can see my husband does not have a poker face. Like, let's say we're out in a social, you know, we're going to a dinner party or something. And he he goes, he just gets like, so almost like irate, like, where are you right now? Yeah. And I had to say to him, I'm just picking up on all the different energies. He's very grounded in himself. I say, just come maybe hold my hand or just when I see your face, just notice that, okay, that I then notice like I am all over the place, you know, and then right. I'm going to just bring myself into my body again again like we were saying people say they want the they want this ability but they want the cool part they don't want all the other stuff so uh, as as we know being this type of person wherever you go whatever you're 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 doing you're you're going to pick up whatever energies around you and you don't know what those energies are until you actually come in contact with them and what they're going to do yes. to you Absolutely. You know, the one time I was buying sushi, and this is just part of I'm 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 realizing on my journey of this human lifetime, my journey is very experiential. <laughs> and um I sort of had to say every now and again, okay, dudes, just back off. Like let me yeah. just just like bring somebody into my space that I can learn from because mine's just been very self-exploratory with with a lot of my journey. And uh, like I say, like I'll ask, you know, come to me and then boom, it happens like the very next day kind of thing. So Um, you actually like sushi? I love sushi. I do. I would rather eat shitsy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, thanks. We all have our preferences. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's got their preference. Yeah. Mine would be something Um, that's not uh, sushi. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So uh, let me ask some questions here from uh, some from your. um, your bio stuff here. Uh, so, uh, so you work with uh, with with trauma with people, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, and uh, was this um, what's the best way to say? So, was this hard for you to do listening to other people's trauma, or did you have some trauma of your own that made it easier for you to listen to other people's trauma? The second question, yes, is, uh, you know, it's, the answer is yes. I had a lot of my own trauma um, growing up and um, there has been um, a lot of my own individual wounds that I've um, had a lot of therapy for and I still have therapy for it. Uh, one of it being sexually abused when I was um, and I didn't know that this was a traumatic experience until I was sort of in my teenage years and sure. even later on in life. And uh, it took me a long time to work through the disappointment, the anger, um, not to myself at the age of five. Uh, but when I've, when I've worked and, you know, I've come to realize the universe has a great sense of humor. Cause when I first started counseling many years ago, guess who my first clients were, they were all sexually abused young women. Mm. And, uh, and they, as much as I was working with them, they were helping me to heal a lot of my own trauma. Um, so you know, do you think, so since, since they were brought to you, this could be a strange question, So, but you'll understand. Do you think they were brought to you for the reason that you went through this, but 
do you think that you had to go through it so that you would be able to help these other uh, these other women go through it? Yes, you know, I a lot of times I hear what's my purpose in this lifetime. I don't know if you hear that the same when you you know when you. Uh, have I tell people what the purpose is, uh, and, and okay. the general the general purpose for everyone is we are here to help each other, but just for the sake of helping, not just because we can, but because we should. So that's what we're yes. we're supposed to be doing, and 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 some of us help in many different ways. It's just maybe something was brought to you or you had to go through something so you could help others go through it as well. Yes, very much so. And um, so absolutely, I used to question a lot when I'm in my victimhood or when I was in my victimhood. I still go into it every now and again where I have a pity party. Why did this happen to me? And I've come to realize that being sexually abused, having a very angry mother, a father who was in the Rhodesian War, um, you know, my dad turned to alcohol a lot, but when I heard about his abuse growing up, it made complete sense to me. So there's the intergenerational trauma that was coming through. Um, my mom was quite closed off, um, but very hard woman growing up. I lost my best friend at the age of 16 and a half. My dad had had affairs. I brought men into my space that also had a, had affairs. Um, and then at the age of 24, I knocked over and killed a young girl. I was... So throughout, those are just a few of the very traumatic experiences that I've had in my life. And it doesn't mean to say that when I'm working with somebody who's been through a traumatic experience, um, I go, ah, oh, I understand. Because for me, nobody can understand what I've gone through in this lifetime. Um, but I can most certainly empathize. I can step into their shoes. I can walk with them on their journey. Right. Um, you know, plus my husband and I have had a few experiences when we lived in South Africa where crime affected us. And that's where I'm still working through my own PTSD, um, working through, you know, fears. Uh, so absolutely, I really know that I've come to accept that knowing that my lifetime has been in this lifetime has been quite my stories have been big. Um, hmm. And the only and sometimes I I I. I you know, as an example, I did a live event about a month and a half ago with a very good friend of mine, Jill Cole, and uh, she spoke of her spiritual experience. I spoke of my human experience in this life. I only realized when people dropped their jaws when I actually mentioned that this had happened, this had happened, this had, like the room just went quiet, you know, and the, yeah, the last Because I think sometimes they, they expect that uh, we are being this, we are almost perfect people where we don't have these experiences either, but we do. Yes. Like, like I said earlier, you know, my wife will say to me, okay, word of God, it's time to go empty the dishwasher. I mean, we are still people. I still have to take out the trash. I still have to do other things. And we are humans as well. We also experience a lot of things that maybe we're not always the same, but there are similar experiences with everyone. We all have some type of similarities going on there. But yes, we, we all go through these types of things. We all are here living the human experience. And part of that is, I mean, I, I hate to say it in this way, but asking you a question, where would you be without all these stories if you had nothing? Completely unaware and unawake. Right. And, you know, that right. was where the, the pattern, the childhood pattern of or the, I mean, my grandfather, which is my dad's mother, he had affairs, multiple affairs. Um, you know, and my my 
coming into my awakening of self, you would have thought that knocking over and killing a young girl would have woken me up. And a shaman said to me, Michelle, your guides were trying to wake you up to yourself. And I didn't know any different. But the waking up was when my ex-husband cheated on me and we had a little baby girl. And that was where I was just like, something's got to be different. There's obviously something about me that that's just, I'm not clicking. But yes, absolutely. I'm grateful for that experience. Not initially, because my human was incredibly angry. My human was disappointed, devastated. My family was, sure. you know, what I what, what meant so much to me. Everything that I'd fantasized about this beautiful, you know, fairy tale family was just was grown to sheds, you know. And yeah. but it was a pattern, it was a lifelong pattern in my female, female lineage that needed to shift, that needed to change because my mom stayed with me. Um, my parents begged me to stay with my ex-husband, man. Right. Like, this just doesn't resonate with me at all. And I'm grateful to that experience, not grateful to him, but I'm grateful for the experience and to the experience for me to wake up to myself because I'm realizing that there was, I'm meant for more. And yeah. that's what I want to teach people, you know, that we are all powerful individuals. And we're right. meant for more. So sometimes the experience of the, the, the trauma is massive and there is no doubt there's, Absolutely, some some clients. This is a big, big experience that they've gone yeah, through. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of it, unfortunately, is the is the way that we teach our children from the very beginning. We need to we need to get away from the whole uh, teaching our kids that uh, you're going to have this uh, knight in shining armor come to you or a princess come to you, and oh, then sure. we set their expectations so high for certain things that they we push into them that they're going to now believe and then when life actually happens it's overwhelming to them because they they didn't learn how to do that they didn't learn how to take care of themselves or how to, how to put boundaries around themselves that's a Absolutely. i think we need to go back to, to to teaching our children a different way and stop teaching them all these fairy tale things that actually don't happen so Absolutely. it's an unfortunate thing but this is where we are. You know, we, we have too much Disneyland in our lives. So, you know, we need to get away from that because it's just not real life. And and if we would teach our children more about real life and what what can actually happen out there, we would, it wouldn't be such a, uh, I mean, there's still going to be trauma, but it wouldn't be so uh, unexpected, I would think, you know. Hi, I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Are you unsure of the path your life is taking? Do you need spiritual advice? Come book a reading with me and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com So uh, how is it that you actually uh, see the trauma within the within the person, within the body that's in front of you? How, what, how does the message come through that you're able, able to pick up on that? So when I'm feeling in and when there's a story that they're sharing... I could feel it in their conscious mind. I'm taken straight to the the front of um well their forehead. So they might say, Michelle, I'm not feeling it. And but you know, often when we have experienced overwhelm or a um, a deep-seated trauma, let's say a client comes to me and they haven't or they don't remember their childhood, I would say to them, I'm picking up, I'm being shown something. And their body starting to show me I'd be taken into perhaps their liver or their kidneys. And they say, yes, but I experience anxiety. Like I'm, I'm always just so anxious and I can't figure out why. Sure. The story gets shown to me 
And, you know, often our head, I would say our head is here in our bodies. We're so disconnected a lot of the times as human beings. I was one of those and I can times. And when we, when we integrate, um, I would say to a person, okay, I'm sensing this. This is what I'm feeling. This is what we're, okay, let's just take your eyes. Let's close your eyes. Calm the nervous system down first. When a person starts to expand, you know, because when we've had a lot of trauma, Daniel, we contracted. We contracted. Yeah, we shut down. We're on. We we're on. Yeah. Yes, we're on. You know, and our and our energy is not expanded. So um, when I when as soon as a person starts to first of all trust themselves, but then start trusting me because that's the biggest thing. You know, we shut downs when we've got trauma, and we don't learn how to trust. We don't know how to trust because yeah. the brain keeps saying you're on, you're on, you're in fight or flight mode, you're in fight or flight mode. So. I connect into their energy. I connect into their body. And slowly but surely, as we build trust, it's kind of like the pulsation starts to become very gentle between our energies. Right. And they start to learn to trust me. Because if I was talking like this and I was saying, oh, I can feel the trauma in your body. You're going to be like, what the hell, Michelle? You just yeah. be, you know. So slowly but surely, and I've had to learn that because sometimes I get so excited because I'm like, oh my God, I can feel it in your body. And I'm like, Michelle, just calm down. So as I start to speak people through and get them to connect, take the eyes and connect into their body, they then start to trust. I'll say, well, what are you seeing? Like, let's go into your liver. And for people, let's say, who don't like anger because they've come from a very angry background. They shut the anger down, and a lot of people will have, you know, um, but the body's always showing us. That's what's so amazing for me is our bodies are so super intelligent, but we have to wait. We're so funny as human beings. We wait until, you know, we have um, cancer, or we wait yeah, until we wait till the last knee moment. replacement, or exactly, you know, yeah. the physical is like kind of the last thing until we decide that we're going to have a wake-up call. Right. Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't try to cut it off in the past. We just wait till it actually happens and we go, now what do I do? And yeah, well, tell you what you don't do is you don't sit on your butt all day and do nothing about it. You go out and be proactive about it. That's it, exactly. Right? And sometimes we work on the physical. So being proactive is perhaps, you know, um, where somebody would have hurt themselves at gym. So they, what do they do? They go to a physiotherapist. I used to work part-time for a osteopathy. Osteopathy. Oh, God, let me try that again. Osteopathy. Osteopath, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna edit that. Okay. <laughs> Third time lucky, I think. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Um, but yes, and, and it blew my mind because one one person would come back for the same the same fixing 14 weeks in a row. And and I'd go, okay, man, right. there's there's we've there's something else. There's there's another level, which for yeah. me for me would be the emotional component to it you know that now it's like the physical's not working because you're coming back for the same thing every single week 14 right. weeks in a row um so do you think sometimes that's someone who just doesn't want to listen who just or just uh, i mean you ever get some people who come to you and they say they want your help but they don't really want your help and they want to fight against you the entire way you know, I have had that in the past and I sort of said I've said to spirit every now and again when the people who are very heady, and I and I say it respectfully because it's just too big, it's too overwhelming yeah. for them. So yes, but it's I don't want hard work to be honest. I right. I say to spirit, bring people that are ready, man, because I'm I'm willing, I'm right. able to work with a person on their journey. 
and it's it, it might sound incredibly disrespectful what I'm saying, but some people it's just too scary for them to drop into their hearts yeah. and yeah. to allow the vulnerability. Right. And they I can, they don't they can't let go and just and they let can't let go. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's too scary for them because they they, you know, in order for them to dig deep, and sometimes it's just a moment of having this overwhelming cry, and they'll feel better. That's just the mind-blowing thing. But they've shut down the crying, you know, since they were a little person because they're just too scared to be seen in that moment because maybe crying or being vulnerable is a to them. So do you um, see someone let, when, they, when they're letting go or letting into that, does it, does it normally happen the same way or is it just uh, is it, is it, is it different every time? The letting go for me is what I would call golden tears is when they let go and they have a cry. Sometimes it might just be, I had a client the other day which was just wiping away her tears, but she's so gentle and she's so soft and she's um, beautiful also in the sense that she's perfect. You know, she's been raised in a perfect environment. But when you hear her story of being 14 years old, her dad dropping down from a heart attack, the aunt walking across and saying, now you need to handle and you need to step up for mom and three siblings, she obviously had to just be in control. So, you know, exactly. So for her to even wipe away her tears and they were just gently coming, that was letting go for her, you know? And, and so I, it, it sounds crazy, but for me, I love it, love it, love it. When a person has a wholehearted cry to their hearts yeah. and letting go so much of what their body has held on, such courage, courage and such braveness to do. Um, you know, I always, I whenever I'm doing readings with someone, I always keep a box of tissues there because, you, and, and you know someone who is, like you said, who's really letting go. When the when the when the tears start coming rolling down, then you know one hundred percent. Awesome! Yeah. I got this person now. I can help them. Yes, that's it. Because then it's kind of like the 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 well, not even kind of like it's where the the conscious mind's gone. Alrighty, we're moving out the way, and now you're getting into the deep subconscious of yeah. what needs to be revealed. Yes. Um, so I feel that people are so brave when they do let go, whether it be gentle tears or not, big tears. So, so what what? Uh, so I'm going to ask this question: What levels of trauma do we hold on to? This intergenerational type trauma. Do you believe? Um, because I'm, and we just kind of talked about it a little bit, but sometimes we we bring trauma through from our our previous souls' lives. Uh, so is, is that something harder to deal with uh, than just what's going on in the now? Uh. I want to say no. For me personally, what I've seen not only with my own journey, but with somebody else's journey, is that and, and the soul's journey, even past past lifetimes, you know, which is a different lifetime, when a when a and a client is ill, and I say, okay, well, let's just breathe out the feeling of feeling trapped. Where does it sit? It might just be above the pubic bone, it might be in the right hip. When we take the eyes and go into the body and Again, the energy of the the intergenerational trauma will be felt because I'll say to them, trust what you're getting. Is this your mother's? It might be 11 generations back. Suppressive energy could be the energy, and most times it is, the suppressive energy that, you know, your body's holding on to. Um, And it's an old wound. It's the old trauma that just needs to be let go in that moment. And it could be as simple as taking a big stretch, you know, and 
or, or having a, a moment of anger and just saying, okay, let that little two-year-old just have that moment because right. maybe your mother wasn't allowed to have that moment. And the soul's just holding on and holding on for the experience to own. And does it does that answer the question? Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. relate it to what I've what I've experienced with clients and myself, where it's just like just let it go because you freaking don't want to hold on to this emotion. You know, right. it's energy in motion. And how how often or how do do the clients that you have when when you are bringing this trauma out, and especially when it's coming from previous uh, lifetimes, do they actually pick up on the fact that they're actually connecting to their soul prior to what it is now? Because I even even with when I do a reading for someone, I will give them a sense of what happened before, and they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I kind of feel," and I feel that I've been feeling that my entire life. Yes. And, uh, okay. and then later yes. on, they'll ask me, "So, so, so uh, how do you connect with spirit, Daniel? I I just connected you with yours, and you just picked up on that, yes. but you don't even realize you just did that." Oh, you're yes. right. I did. So I mean, so so awesome. So, right, so I would connect them to the heart. Right. I would connect them. I would bring it into the human experience. So thank you for sharing what you shared because I didn't know how to interpret it, but in the way in the way I work, but I would keep bringing it into the heart, which is our soul. You know, right. it's like the center of everything. And our it intuition, holds, our soul. Yes, and it holds everything. So yes. it's like you say, it's connecting to that spirit. Well, absolutely, guardian angels, guides, we are a part of that. We are a part of that eddedness. And um, I was, I was, I was, because for me, we're so tangible. We want the evidence, don't we, as humans? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I always, so, I always give this analogy to people that I say you always want evidence, don't you? And they say, yeah, I want some evidence. And I say, okay. I take, I say, take your two hands and cup them together. And they go, okay. And then I say, okay, in those cupped hands, show me in there. Can you actually physically see fear? And I go, no. And I go, can you show me happiness? No. Can you show me sorrow or grief? No. I said, yeah, you can't see that, but you sure do make a heck of a lot of decisions based on it all day, don't you? And they go, yeah, yeah, okay. I said, there's, there's your proof right there. Yes, you don't, you exactly. don't always need to see it to have proof of it. You feel it within yes. you, and that's where the proof is. And and we, yes, we base a lot of things off of that, but. Everything we do, we base off of what we feel inside of. Is this a good thing for me to do? Is this not a good thing for me to do? When yes. you get those gut feelings, when you, Liza, I I tell people when you're driving, here's how you can listen to what your spirit guides are telling you to do when you're driving a car. And you say, mm, I'm going to pass that car, and then you get that feeling. It says, Don't pass the car. Pass the car. They're trying to keep you from getting into something that you shouldn't be getting into right now. But here's how you tell when someone is not listening, because then you're in the hospital later talking to your friend who got into a car accident, and they tell you three words. They say, you know, I saw that car in front of me, and then they say this, I just knew. That's it. When you hear the yeah. words, I just knew, that was your soul talking to you, telling you not to do something. But you used your yeah. ego and your free will to talk yourself out of it. And there's another level to that. You're 100% correct, because... If you think of it, we're taught from a young age to always be outside of ourselves. Yes. We're taught, you know, from, from how we go to school and yes. everything's, and now we've got all the different social media platforms that everybody's better, everybody's doing something, everybody, right. so everything's outside of ourselves and we're not really taught to be inside of ourselves. Right. And I remember at the beginning of my journey 15 odd years ago, I got the beautiful Louise Hay, um, You Can Hear Your Life book. 
And, uh, you know, she taught, she, she said, if only schools would teach about feelings. Yes, if, they don't. Now, <laughs> They don't. Yeah, but we're not. We're not taught to have our, our feelings. We're not taught to have love or have faith within ourselves to do things. But exactly. Because because if if you're if you're talking about feelings for everybody, oh, you shouldn't be teaching them this girly stuff or something. No, this is we all have feelings. You know, all all people do have feelings. All people do cry about things, and what? But we're taught to not uh, rely on those things because that that's showing weakness. That's not showing weakness. That's just showing who you are. Exactly. Well, I, I use the example of a little baby, you know, where baby comes into this world. Well, first of all, when we're growing inside of our mother's stomachs, nobody ever has to say, okay, baby, now you need to grow toes. And then two <laughs> days later, oh my gosh, this baby, we forgot about the eyelashes. Damn right. it. What about the lungs? You know, you grow from this source, from this knowing, from this beautiful energy, this divine, whatever we call it, God. Then we come into the world, and as parents, we just wait for that breath, but that baby to make a cry, you know, because yeah. oh, as soon as they cry or they make a sound, yes, there we go. But then as parents, we try and stifle that, or we get stifled, yes. or we get shut down. Yes. You know, God forbid the baby's crying. And uh, right. I grew up in a, in, a, in a generation of, you know, children are seen and not heard. So how often, and I see this, how often are our voice centers just suppressed? Throat yes. chakra, you know, it's the it's the it's the very it's it sounds so simple, but look, it's just the connection to everything that's in our body, you know. Yes. Um, so it's uh, as as we were talking earlier on, it's everything is vibration, everything. Yes. So even as when I'm speaking, you know, when I get excited and because our energy is so high, I can feel like I I, I just go off on a tangent, and I'm like, Michelle, I can hear my my mind going slow down. Slow down, you know, the way you articulate Slow things. Down, I just want to go, oh my God, Jane, we're in a different level. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and in the same way that you and I have uh, these different, uh, we have abilities and we have similar uh, things, but we do, we we teach them differently as well. As as I use an analogy uh, that you were just talking about, but I just, I talk about it in a different way where I say, you know, we wake up in this world in a baby body and we're going, what? And I got my mom and dad above me going, I'm your mom and dad. You're going, I don't know who the hell you are, but okay. And then you just came from a perfect <laughs> place and you have all this truth. But then basically the world, they're going to they're going to teach you the ways of the world and they're going to show you the ways of the world. And, and basically what they're doing is throwing a bucket of bleach over top of you and, and and sanitizing you of all the truth that you just came from where you came back from home, you know. And then you're learning the ways of the world and they're just telling you all these different lies. But it, but they don't know them as lies because this is all we've been ever taught forever for the longest time since, you know, all the power and control came in and taught us to teach our kids this way. So, but yeah, we, uh, we, and then we absorb everything in the world, but some of us wake up and go, this is bull crap. Okay. So, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's all about, uh, unfortunately it's all about the teaching and, and, and and what we what we do absorb and what we choose to absorb as well because everything in your life that you do, you know, your mom and dad could be an alcoholic, but that doesn't mean you need to be an alcoholic. You can choose to not be one. But sure. but we but as we were just saying, you know, we are we are taught to not have any faith in ourselves or or not have any love within ourselves or not actually to to learn and listen and pay attention to what our feelings are telling us. We're told to not go that way, but just, you know, talk yourself out of it and do something different. Well, no, why, why do I have to talk myself out of it? Just because you tell me to, it doesn't mean I have to, but it's hard to do when we're, that's all we're taught. 
and that's the thing we get center, you know, center being you know this our soul yeah. center, and we and and because we're just we're not taught to trust, right? And, and then there, there's another um, you know flip side to that where I I've seen a lot of younger parents. Um, where they actually talk for the children, and I'm not innocent in this either. You know, I'm still learning to 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 be a good, great mother. That's why I wanted to change me. I wanted to work on me because I wanted to be good for me, but also better mother to my children sure. and a better wife. And um, and but you know, when when, when parents, say, I can see you feel frustrated. Um, you know, or I know that you're feeling frustrated right now, and the kid's just having a tantrum, and it's like, don't give the kid the words. Just let the kid behave. Let the right. kid just have the moment. Because it's going to be a moment, and if you watch children, you know they have the moment, which for us as parents might sound like it's two hours of crying, but it might be five minutes of having a little temper tantrum. But then their body unwinds, and they're like, "Oh, alrighty," and then they're off they go again, and they're yeah, back they in the present moment. We're not taught that. Yeah, a lot of us as adults haven't been taught that, you know, and so it's just so multi-leveled and multi-layered as we are multi-dimensional beings, aren't yes. we? And and that's what's beautiful is that these times of change are most certainly bringing a different uh, compassion and kindness. Um, I'm most certainly seeing it in my world, and that's where I say to any vibration of, for me, forgiveness and compassion are very similar in the vibration of who we are. It's just yes. a different word. This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson with part one of Love is Why We Are Here. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss part two. For more information about Michelle, visit her at www.michellecarpenter.co.nz. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.